Hey friends, welcome to the Planet Podcast, aligning you in your mindset, nutrition, and wellness. I'm your host, Melanie Barrett, a holistic nutritionist, life, and health coach that is obsessed with helping women to confidently believe and trust in themselves to create positive change in all avenues of life. When it comes to feeling overwhelmed, being crippled by anxiety, paralyzed by what foods to eat, and how the hell to live a balanced, healthy life, I've been through it all and know that struggle personally. This is why I've dedicated my life to helping others just like you to make this world a better place, one mindset shift at a time. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Plant Ahead podcast. As always, I'm so excited and honored to be here. So today we have a very special guest, and this is going to be a really fun, different episode, and I'm so excited to put this out there. So our guest today is Robin. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. So Robin is a certified parent coach, author, podcaster, and speaker. She works with parents from all over the world to help them build more connection and find more joy and cooperation to their parenting. Yeah, it's my favorite thing to do. (laughs) And, uh, you know, for me, um, I come from a place where I was a really angry mom before, so I really get it. I really get the struggle that moms have out there, that parents have out there, not just moms, but parents have out there. And, um, you know, I think you and I have a little bit in common with um, our boys. I'm a mom to two boys that are both teenagers now. And, uh, and I have one son that has some extra needs and um, needs extra support. And that has, uh, that has been a struggle for me, you know, at least at the beginning of, of my journey as a mom, it, it kicked my butt, to be honest. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. So how old are your boys now, you said? Yeah. So my oldest is 15 and my youngest is at 13. So uh, at the time that we're recording this, he, uh, his birthday isn't a month. So I uh, less than a month. So he'll be 13 shortly. So yeah. Yeah, it's and it's been it's been a journey. And I think like a lot of parents, we embark on this journey of parenthood and we have all of these dreams and visions and ideas of how we're gonna be and what our family's gonna look like and how how we're gonna show up as parents in our kids' lives. And then we have our kids and it may not be like we expected it to be. And for women, especially moms particularly. Mm-hmm there's a lot of shame that goes along with that because we have really been told all of our lives that, oh, we're going to be moms. Like that's going to be your job in the future is to be a mom. Like it's all like, when are you getting married? When are you getting married? When are you going to have kids? When are you going to have kids? Right. Right afterwards. Oh, you're not going to have kids. Why wouldn't you have kids? How come you're not? How come you don't have kids yet? When are you going to have kids? And it's like, okay, okay. And then I do, you know, then we do. And then the fact of the matter is nobody ever prepares us. Yeah. Like, True. you know, here's actually what's going to happen. Here's actually what's going on with your child. Here's what happens in their brains. Here's what happens developmentally. You know, when they're having a meltdown, this is actually what's going on. Wouldn't it be helpful if we all knew that stuff beforehand? Um, right. And while we are in, in, in it, you know, it's like preparing for the wedding and not the marriage. That's how I kind of look at it. Right. And then, you know, so, so not only are we desperately unprepared to become uh, parents to a typical child, what about if you have a child with extra needs, special needs, disabilities, life-threatening illness, holy cow, what Mm -hmm. the heck do you do? Where do you turn? Right. Right. 
It's crazy. And I mean, definitely for me becoming a mom, I remember being so excited thinking it was going to be so easy and it's going to be a piece of cake and I'm going to be able to go out and still do things and all this stuff. And then as soon as my kid came out, I was like, oh my God, what was I thinking? This is crazy. And you know, there's this there's this weird fine line where you think everything's going to be normal and you, and everything's like, it's all going to work out great. And then you realize there are seasons and things that make it really hard. There is no manual to being a parent. And I think that's one of the hardest things of all, you know, you have all the little checkers where you make sure they're hitting all their milestones and all the things are coming up. Right. But then as they get older, you could start to notice. And I know for you and I, with my son, with his sensory issues, I'm starting to notice how hard it is for him to do certain things and how different he is. Once I see him really acting with other kids and just hanging out because now my son is in preschool I just see how he's just acting a little differently so for me as a mom it's been very hard to process the information and allow myself to take the time to process what's going on and how I feel yeah a hundred percent you were you will feel some feelings and most of the time we turn those feelings on ourselves and judge ourselves and criticize ourselves and shame Mm -hmm. ourselves and and then you add to that um you know i was in the same position as you so it was around the age of five that you know i could say like i knew in a way that only a mom can know um that there was something off with my son you know um and um and so we 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 sought help And I waited until he was five because I thought, okay, you know, a lot of stuff can just be sort of um, justified away, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, he's just acting his age or whatever. And I thought, okay, well, it's still persistent throughout this time. And, um, and so, so maybe I should get some help. And, and so we, we got some help, tried, you know, got him assessed. Nope, nothing wrong with him. It's my fault. And, um, I did some therapy for myself. Nope. It's your fault. Um, so everything pointed to me. And so there was deep, deep shame that I felt. And, um, I I spiraled into depression and feeling like I should maybe leave my family because they're probably better off without me because I couldn't handle my anger and my rage, especially on top of that, you know, having the guilt that I did this, it was all my fault. And, and that I had acted the worst I could have ever acted towards my kids in the most important formative years, right? Those first Mm -hmm. five years, right? That's all I heard about. And so I carried with me this deep uh, shame, embarrassment, um, disappointment in myself that I, I messed it up. I effed it up hard, really (laughs) bad, right? Really, Mm -hmm. really bad. And so, you know, here's the hope. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. You know, what I know for sure now is that, you know, those first five years, sure, they're important, but it's never too late. The brain grows and can change at any time. So it's okay. And that, um, you know, I discovered after years of feeling like this, um, and, and I knew in every cell of my body that I needed to do this a different way. I just needed to find that different way. And, um, and so I found this, the world of peaceful parenting. And it was there that, that, I was, that, that I was able to find a community of people that said, you know, I can accept my child, even though 
like I, I that so 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 the so the sort of statements that I was hearing were groundbreaking to me, were so different. Like I can accept that my child is not the child I expected to have. I can accept that sometimes I lose my center before my child does. I can accept that I'm not perfect. I can accept mm -hmm. that sometimes I don't know this stuff, what to do. I had never heard that before. And I was yeah. just sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. And then there was the, you know, I can accept that my child struggles. I can accept that my child is different than other kids or different than I thought he was. And, mm -hmm. and so that was so new to me and it, it, it cracked. It was the crack in the darkness that let some light in for me to say, okay, hang on, what can I do here? What, you know, what is this about? What is this about? And so for me, I was able to really learn what was going on with my kids, like why they were acting the way they were acting. And then how I was taking it, I was taking their behavior personally. I was mm -hmm. misinterpreting what was actually going on, making it about me, which added to my shame, my disappointment and my anger. Mm -hmm. It was so big. So I was able to really connect with them in a different way. And as soon as I showed up differently, they showed up differently. Yes. And that was the key for me. Right. So this has been a process for me and, and, uh, and, and for me working with a coach uh, for myself was game changing and life changing, which is why I do it now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, when we talk about that manual, you know, I have a book called the yelling cure, and that is really a great way to start because I explain what meltdowns are about, what is going on in your kids' brains, how we have a low middle and higher brain and how our brain develops that our kids don't have fully grown brains until they're in their late twenties. Like that's a really important piece of information that we don't yeah. know. You know, we have expectations like they should be able to do things like we do as adults, but they can't do it. Mm -hmm. So just managing our expectations, understanding them, seeking to understand mm -hmm. is huge. So that is, that is a bit about my story. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. And I can relate to a lot of that myself personally. So as you were talking, it's like, I could feel you, I understand. And, you know, and the, a big piece that you shared that really stood out to me is when with my son, I was really taking a lot of things personally. Yeah. I, you know, I started noticing how aloof and strange and weird he was acting. I'm like, oh my God, there's something wrong. He's so screwed up. I got to figure it out. Da, 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 da. And then I started getting stressed out. And then what I started doing is I would start Googling everything and I would try to find out any information, which we all know uh, Google is not good. Dr. Google, stay away. <laughs> so, you know, nope. I'm trying to, oh God. And so I'm trying to like Google and I'm getting all this information coming in from all these different places that wasn't even mine. And it was information overload. And then I started to stress myself out. And then I stopped like, I got to a point where I stopped showering. I would snap at my son. And then my husband was like, Melanie, um, you're getting a little, little weird. And I'm like, I'm trying to help. And so that's what was so hard for me is I realized I was, this was coming from a place of love to me inside is what I felt. And I was just trying to help and do what I could. But then I realized I was stressing my son out. Our kids, they can mm -hmm. feel us. They understand the emotions and energy and they get it. And he was taking on what I was feeling. And when I took that step back and I pulled my head out of my butt, as my husband likes to say, it's like, finally, <laughs> you took your head out of there. You're in there for a while, but he completely changed. He got so much better. And then I realized, wow. Like what you do as a parent has such a great effect on your child and we don't actually realize it. So a kid growing up in a household where people are angry or negative or don't give that right amount of love that a child needs for nurturing and just feeling good. 
it kind of affects everything. So yes, sometimes you feel like, oh man, I'm five years in, I'm screwed. It's like, no, you still have plenty of time to kind of turn it around. Cause sometimes we kind of put that guilt and that shame on ourselves. Like we, it's too late. And it's like, no, it's never too late. Yeah. Yeah. That was something I really had to work on with my coach even, you know, cause she said, are you willing to let that go? And I said, willing to let it go. Nope, not at all. I'm going to keep beating myself up for that. Thank you very much. I'm going to keep that. I'm going to keep that. Mm -hmm. And she's like, why, why, what is it costing you? And I'm like, oh, it's costing me everything. Like, like really everything, like my confidence, Mm -hmm. my joy, my connection, my happiness, like everything. But I really believe that it was true and it wasn't true. It just wasn't true. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and look, you know, here I am with a 15 year old and a 13 year old, and um, I don't have the answers for everything. Uh, but I do know that when I keep my thoughts straight about what's really going on, and I don't buy into the thoughts that that are limiting that hold me back, like you ruin everything, or, you know, you're the worst, or you know what you always, you always are inner like, critic. Yeah, yeah right? right? Yeah. The, the inner a-hole really yeah uh, true. That, that is never helpful but those voices also come from our childhood too and that's the one thing that I didn't know um that is that is one piece that we you know that we don't really talk about very much um is is the connection between you know our hurts as children which aren't our parents faults necessarily you know our parents were always trying yeah, they, they, they really were. My parents were too. I, I, I definitely recognize that. But what happens is because we are, um, we are so um, egocentric as children, meaning that, you know, if, if I say you did something bad, your child says, well, I must be bad, yes. right? Not that the thing I did was bad, but I am innately bad. So we, you know, we have experiences and we take things on and we make them mean something to us as children. And that is what we bring to us in our parenting. And so let's say, for example, I'll, I'll be a little bit more clear um, that your, um, your parents never listened to you, right? They didn't value your opinion. They didn't value your words, your thoughts, your ideas. And then you've got your four or five-year-old uh, in front of you and they don't listen to you. Well, what happens is you are immediately catapulted back in time to that child that you were when nobody listened to you and you were powerless to do anything about it. That's the thing. You couldn't change that. You had to accept it, deal with it, Mm -hmm. shove those feelings down or, you know, have it mean that, you know, I'm not worthy or whatever. Right. I mean, this is what I do in in the coaching that I do. We talk about this all the time. We always talk about the way you were parented first. Mm -hmm. And, and, and what happens is what we don't realize is that when your child doesn't listen to you, your child is just being himself, herself, we take it the wrong way and we are reacting from that place because our child has triggered those same feelings in us from when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And now I have the power. Now I have the power and I am going to yell at you and I'm going to, you know, shame you, criticize you. But guess what? I'm doing it to the wrong person because the person that originally hurt me was my, was, was my parent, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're, so, so that's this misguided, um, reaction to the way our kids behave. And if we are able to say, okay, look, this isn't about me. In fact, it's never about me. My it's kids are just- with you. That's the hardest part yeah, of it. It never does. It never does. And it's, it takes a minute, you know, it takes a minute to get that, you know, mm-hmm. and to remind yourself, you might need to remind yourself all the time. And I always say that like, it's never about you. It's never about you. 
all you need to do is take the, the garbage that comes out of their mouth, the behavior that you hate, and just like put it aside for a second. Just put it aside and go and find out why. It's the underneath the behavior that is what's driving it. And if you just punish the behavior that's in front of you, you demean the behavior that's in front of you, you, you shame that behavior, you will never get to what's really going on, mm-hmm. which is that your child is struggling. Right. Um, and, and one thing I'll just say quickly is that um, I tell parents always to not to look at the behavior as communication. The behavior is communication, just letting us know one of a handful of things. One, that there is a need that isn't getting met and, and like a human need, not not a need for a new toy, but a human need connection, Absolutely. empathy you know, unconditional love, attention. They need attention. We shame them for needing attention, but they really need attention. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's a feeling that isn't validated that is massive to validate feelings, or they just don't have the skill to do better. You know, I often say to myself, like, if my son could do better, he would. Yeah. He can't, so he doesn't. So, you know, why am I getting so upset about it? He can't do it. You know what? Fine. He's got 15 more years of brain growth ahead of him. I can be okay with that. You know, absolutely. And, man, I can relate to that so much. I, I look at us as we grow up and develop, I look at our brains like a computer system. And as we go along, we hear those stories and these thoughts from like childhood, our parents could say something like, oh, you're not good at that. And then you think automatically you get this program and this story in your brain, like I'm not good at anything. And then you grow up your whole life thinking you suck. And that's like the hardest thing of all is that these little words and these little sayings just kind of get programmed into us time after time after time. And they can kind of add on top of each other over and over again. Before you know it, you feel like you're not worth a penny and it can just be so hard growing up as an adult. And then you carry that on. And as you raised your child, you're putting your stories and your projections onto them. And it's not even their story and it's not even your story. And I think Mm -hmm. that's, what's really hard about navigating through being a parent in general is that, you know, you really have to take that step back. Cause I remember And I finally decided I wanted to be pregnant and, you know, have a child and really start this journey. And of course, everybody's like, when are you going to have a kid? When are you going to have a kid? (laughs) Come on. Even now I'm getting, we're getting ready to have baby too. And everybody's like, when are you going to have your other one? I'm like, just give me a break, man. It's my life. (laughs) But the funny thing is like, when I think about it as a whole, and as we were getting ready, I told myself the number one thing is I do not want to raise my child like how I was raised. And I grew up in a household where nobody felt feelings. They were not okay. My mom was just stone cold. Like she just, I never even saw her cry. So I didn't even think that was okay. And I had an overly emotional father. So it was like, I had the weirdest. So all I did was just keep to myself and be quiet and just do my own thing. And it's how I grew up. And I told myself now that I'm older and now that I have a child, I'm going to raise him very conscious, very aware. I'm going to validate all of his feelings and I'm going to try to be there. I mean, there are times that I have to like bite my lip and I'm like, oh God, I want to strangle you. But, yeah. you know, I have to yeah. remind myself, he's just trying to communicate something. I Sometimes I forget he's not 13, he's three. He can't tell me and regulate what's going on inside of him. So I just have to sit there, get down on the ground and be like, okay, honey, are you feeling mad right now? And he's like hitting himself in the face, like, I'm so mad. I'm like, we don't need to do that. It's okay. But Mm -hmm. I think that's the magical thing is that I can feel positive that and good in myself that I'm raising him in a different way. And I'm not carrying that story and those programming that I once lived by anymore. Cause I look at my mom, she's exactly like her mom. And it just goes down generation to generation. And it's just on us to be like, 
gain that awareness as we were talking about before is gaining the awareness and accepting, as you were saying, you just got to kind of accept it first. You see it for what it is, gain the awareness. And then you're like, I am really, I have to accept this. That's the next step, you know? Absolutely. Acceptance is massive. And so, you know, when you even talk about your, your son having a meltdown and is really mad and is hitting or whatever, we want to jump to fix it. We want to jump to stop it because it's uncomfortable for us to see it. It scares Mm -hmm. us, right? So we're uncomfortable, we're scared. And so then we want to go and we want to stop it. And sometimes we do that in the, in, in, in a way that is, is, counterproductive, right? Like use your words, use your words. Well, okay. I'll tell you what, when I'm, when I'm really mad, if somebody was to say to me, Robin, use your words, I'd be like, I think I'd go uh, a a level higher in my, in my temper, my anger, my outburst. (laughs) So, so when you talk about accepting, in fact, when your child, and so for anybody who's listening that has a child, that's, you know, um, five and younger, six, seven and younger, when your child is having a meltdown, all that is for them is a pressure valve because they're just going Mm -hmm. through their day and think about it. Their day is full of no's because like they're too small for this. They don't have the motor skills for this. They don't have the, you know, the understanding for this. Like they're told when to eat, when to sleep, when to stand, when to sit. I mean, we, you know, they're powerless in their world. So, so in order to cope, they build up cortisol, right? And they build it up, build it up, build it up until it gets to this massive amount and they need to release it and they release it in the form of a meltdown tantrum. I use those words interchangeably and, um, and there's nothing we can do, but let them feel through their feelings. So literally picture them as a train going through a tunnel. As soon as they get through that tunnel, they're fine. And I know that you've seen that before. You're like, why are you okay now happily playing when a minute ago you were just like screaming, crying and the world was about to end, mm-hmm. you know, because he's gone through the tunnel and the tunnel of emotion. And as adults, we're not comfortable watching that. We're not comfortable feeling our own feelings. We also need to go through those tunnels of emotion, but we're like, uh, no, no, I won't do that. I'm going to deny there's a tunnel there, or I'm going to numb myself through that tunnel, or I'm going to race through that tunnel, or I'm going to find another route because we don't feel comfortable feeling our feelings. But here's the thing. If you were, so people want to know how to stop a meltdown, right? One of the, one of the questions I get asked all the time, the meltdown is not behavior. It is emotions out of control. You cannot, so do not punish one because it's not behavior. Mm-hmm. And um, if you were just to say, you know what, you are so frustrated right now and you need to cry. Go ahead, you cry. If you mm-hmm. need to cry, it's okay. You can cry right now. I want you to cry. I want you to get it out. You get all of your tears out. You get all of those yells out, you know, like yelly shouty. You get all that. You do whatever you need to do. And, and I'm right here with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, does that not show how loved and lovable they are yeah. in their darkest moments? Tear up. It's so beautiful. Yeah, in their most difficult moments. Yes. You know, I mean, that is a game changer. And that's what we didn't have as parents. The parents mm-hmm. didn't know, didn't know there's a generational parenting pattern where, you know, kids were seen as less than, and they were a nuisance right? I don't know why the human race has lasted this long, but it has. And, you know, and with that being said, um, I am so proud to be in this generation of parents with you because we are saying, you know what, it didn't feel good to be parented that way. I won't parent that way. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do this differently. And I think 
I think that is courage. I think that is amazing because you are taking that computer program and you are saying, no, I am not going to continue the same programming for my life and for my family and for my kids because it doesn't feel good and because it hurts. And I want to grow my kids up free from that shame and free from that um, criticism and to just honor that they have feelings that are, they have their ups and downs too. And look, it doesn't have to be perfect. You're not going to be perfect. I certainly am. No, no. And, And I say that fully, honestly, openly that, that, that I commit every day to being peaceful parent, to being a conscious parent, an intentional parent. And some days it's harder than others mm-hmm. because I'm human too. And my kids are human and they have big mm-hmm. feelings and big troubles sometimes too. And I don't always, I'm not always, I don't always show up the best that I can. And I also am able to forgive myself and let myself mm-hmm. off the hook, which we all have to do because yeah. that one moment where I feel like I messed up or I didn't do the best that I could does not define me as a mom. It doesn't define me at all. And it doesn't define my child either. Mm-hmm. you know, that behavior. So I think that's important too, to forgive ourselves. Yeah, that's, that's so beautiful. And it's so well put together. And I loved how you explained just the temper tantrum and having to melt down and all that kind of stuff is, you know, you see that a lot and happens often. And this is actually want to share a little bit of a story that happened to me the other day. So my parents were in town and they're here, you know, taking care of my son. And, you know, as I said before, they didn't parent the same way that I did. So my parents watched him during the day. And then they took him to the park, did a bunch of different things. Then later on, he came home towards the end of the day and he was just with my husband and I. And then that's when that pressure valve came off and he had a meltdown. He hasn't had a meltdown in God, like six months. And it was just like hysterical, like on the ground, crazy. And I'm just sitting there like calm as could be like sitting there, like, it's okay, honey, let it out. Just holding his back. I'm like, you're so mad. It's okay. Just feel your feelings. It's okay. And you know, he let it go for so long and it was, it was intense, but I kept my cool. I was there. I was compassionate. I gave him so much love and I let him process. And at the end of it, he was like, do, 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 like totally fine. And I like looked at my husband, I'm like, he was totally letting go some frustration and anger. Yeah. Well, and and that is huge because what you just did is um, the the first thing you said is my parents. And I was like, "Uh oh, (laughs) (laughs) look, what what you did there is you didn't let your story of your parents and and the way you were parented interfere with your your child, Mm -hmm. because I bet that you had some anxiety, some fear, some, um, you know, some stuff going on with you, even just having them with him. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. and then you, can, you can see how different their parenting is. Oh, scary. <laughs> right. Compared to how you are. Yeah. And how it's like, he could tolerate it, but I bet he was like coping, 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 coping. And, you know, in his three-year-old way. Uh, and Yeah. And, and, and you know what, you being his emotional safe haven, oh, everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah, it's magical. What you did is so beautiful and so strong too, because that's not easy. What you did is not easy because you could very easily have your own tantrum and stomp around because look, I've done it. I've stomped around and, you know, in like as a grown woman um, and been like, I hate them and how dare they, you know, like you could have had your own tantrum too, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And so like, woohoo. And 
<laughs> yeah. Hi, hi. And I think that's the magic in it too, is that being able to kind of step back and be the observer looking in at the situation for me as a parent has been really powerful. And I can say that I've definitely had times where I've been more angry and I've had those seasons and those days and those times where things have been very hard, but at the same time, I've also learned from them. And every time it kind of comes up, I'm like, how can I be better next time too? Now I've reached a point where if he does melt down or have a really hard time, I could be very cool and collected, but it wasn't always there. It's something that I, a skill I had to learn and obtain. And, you know, before I would beat myself up after what happened, all the guilt and the shame would set in. And then instead of, I would rechannel that energy and turn it into positive ways of how can I learn, how can I be better and do better to the time where I'm at now. So when my son does have these ways and acts weird, I can fully support him and have him feel so safe and held. Because for me as a child, I didn't feel secure. I didn't feel loved. I just didn't, you know, feel like anybody cared. And now for my son, I want him to be so secure in who he is. I don't want him to be scared. I want him to feel good. And I think that's what's most important now with just raising him in general for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is all of that is, is so important. And he's so lucky to be in a family where his behavior is honored and that you seek to understand it instead of shaming it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, can I, can I offer something? Please. Would that be okay to, yeah, to just, great. uh, you know, one thing I would say is, um, and I and I understand it's it's for lack of another way to say it, um, but even sometimes we'll label behavior, and that stops us from actually seeing what's really going on, right? And and I don't think you are that. I, I uh, that's not you. But even saying weird, um, you know, like we want to be really careful about that too, because that becomes their inner voice too. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, I would just. And I know you're just talking to me about it, so I'm not. I, I, I'm not saying that um, that that's what you would do. But I would just say to to people listening, like, be careful of the the words you use to describe your child too, because what that does is it takes you more out of empathy for them. It takes you out of curiosity with them too. Like I was always called selfish as a child, and that I wasn't. And I remember the the reason why, and there's a story there. But that I carried that with me all my life, right? And and I am trying to parent my kids in a way where they don't have that. They're going to have some. I, 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 I can't, I can't have it. They're kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, they, they just are, right? And, and, and I parent with my husband and he's got his stuff too. So, you know, they're, they're you know, whatever. Anyway, um, but, but what I know is, you know, um, it stops you from seeing who they really are. And, and again, it puts space between you and them instead of saying like, I wonder, I wonder, sorry, let me back up because, because what it did for me is it, it made me become a people pleaser because I was always worried about what other people thought of me because this label had been put on me that didn't fit with who I was. And um, I needed to prove, even though nobody knew that, prove that I was not selfish. And so it, it sent me down a disempowering, mm -hmm. uh, right? Where, where I sacrificed myself for other people's approval. So, so I would just say to all the parents listening, you know, really notice the words that you're using and how can you change that to something that is empowering, you know, uh, instead of, of something rooted in fear and in judgment and in criticism, mm -hmm. right? Because our words are powerful, right? Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure that we have the most, that we are intentional with our words mm -hmm. and our thoughts.
for us and for our kids, right? Because they'll hear it, they'll hear it, whether we like it or not. Our energy will, will transmit it. Um, we'll say it secondhand to somebody else. Like, yeah, I know it's kind of, kind of a, kind of a weird kid, you know? Um, and instead it could be like, yeah, he's, yep. He beats to the, the beat of his own drum. Yep. He's so individual, you know, like, mm-hmm. yep. He's individual. That's right. He's really special because he's so, he, he just, he does things his way, you know, um, and being accountable for that, even when we're talking um, to other people about him too. Right. So we keep ourselves clear, our mind clear that, yep, it's a gift somehow or another. It's a gift because everything our kids are going through, you know, we can see it as a gift or we can see it as um, the opposite of a gift. We can see it as a curse, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter because it is. It just is. Yes. So if we stop putting it in a container of good or bad, then we can just say, oh yeah, it just is. That just is let it be. Awesome yeah. It's not good or bad. It just is. That That's awesome. And I love how you put that together and shared all of that information. And it's very, it's fascinating when you're a mom is because you do really want to label things. You're like, oh, there's being real weird there, this or that. And it's like, no, but when you, when you put those labels on things, it takes away from what it actually is. And it takes away from the bigger picture and what it actually truly is going on. So, cause then our, our own personal story starts to come in, our own judgments, our own feelings, what's going on with us. And it holds us back from really letting what needs to happen is come to fruition. So I really love that you shared that to really look at it from that perspective. So for parents mm-hmm. listening, yeah, just let your kids be and don't worry mm-hmm. as much because it could be our own personal stress. Like I shared earlier when I was having with my son. So is sometimes there's a lot of moving pieces that we sometimes don't realize when we're trying to label and judge and figure it all out and Google it all. And then, you know, when you take that step back, you can kind of really figure it out more without even trying that makes sense. Yeah. I think it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it totally does. You know, I think that we just need to be rooted in love and acceptance. And, um, and, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, back to the, it is sort of statement, which I know is a little, you know, out there sometimes, but it really is. Right. And so I know, look, I have said to myself, like, why is this happening to me? What is going on? Like, why me? Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact of the matter is, is that I can't negotiate myself out of it. It just is. And so therefore it is meant to be, you know, because it is happening. So, so is, should it be happening to me or not? doesn't matter. It is. So therefore it is supposed to be happening. Like I am supposed mm-hmm. to be this child's mom, just like yours. And, and I, and I want to share too, cause I haven't really actually said what's going on. And I, I, I'm not sure that it matters what I, you know, what is going on, but, but just to let you know, um, you know, the kinds of things that we, that we have had and, 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 and look, it is hard not to label because I have said those same things like, oh my gosh, there was, there was one time, you know, uh, over the course of like Christmas break where, where my son couldn't help himself. He had like this tick where he kind of quacked like a duck and it was like, and it was like, oh my gosh, like what is going on? Like, that is like, and it was loud and it was just like, oh my gosh, like, you know, here we come, <laughs> you know, clocking. like, anyway, um, so my, my, my son has, uh, has ADHD. He has some learning disabilities. It's really tough for him at school. School is just not his thing. And, um, and, and I, I, my heart just goes out to him cause it's a real struggle. Um, and he has OCD, um, as well as anxiety and depression and the OCD has been really tough. Um, and, and it can be debilitating. And so, uh, and, and a lot of times the OCD 
was about us. So I had to hold his hand or I had to say something in a certain way or, you know, um, and so we were really exhausted and really, really tough. And, um, you know, the thing about, the thing about this is that, you know, our kids cope outside and away from us, but then they, you know, being their emotional safe haven, they are harder at home because they're safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be really tough for parents. And so, you know, what I would say, you know, you, Melanie, have had a, you, you have a really beautiful handle on it. And I just want to say, like, for parents that are struggling, there is help. And it's okay to say, look, I, I need some help. I have gotten help. I have gotten help along the way, even as a coach, because we all have blind spots. We all have things that we can't mm-hmm. see, that we don't understand, that we're just confused about. And sometimes we can't get out of our own way because yeah. we have blind spots, right? So I just want to say that there, there is help out there. And, you know, to ask for help, you are blessing yourself and your family by saying it. And it is an act of courage. Yes. And it is the best thing that you can ever do for yourself. You know, it's not weakness, it's courage, right? It's so right. I just did really that. Is. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't have to feel alone. Don't feel alone. You're not alone. There are so many people who are feeling the same thing. And there is so much, so much to be said about allowing yourself to be vulnerable and 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 not to everybody, because not everybody is worth hearing your story. Not everybody is safe. You know, like your parents might not even be safe, right? I I don't know if they are, they aren't, but um, not everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody in your life is someone that you can, you can tell, but, but to, to share the struggle allows us to drop the facade of perfectionism the, the, the garbage that we see on social media, you know, where we, and I'm no different, you know, I look at, I look at social media sometimes and, and I'm like, Oh, must be nice. You guys can do this or must be nice. You know, like I, I get sucked into that too. Right. Cause all we see is lack and yeah. what we're not. And that makes us feel so alone. And, um, and, and so when you can just say, no, I, I need some help. Um, and, and, it, and, and it's okay that I'm not perfect. Um, and, and, and it's the best parents that ask for help. It's not the worst parents, it's the best parents, right? That's the thing. And that's what I, like, I am so honored to work with these parents, you know, whether it's in a group environment or it's, it's individually one-on-one. I mean, it is beautiful to see them get a new understanding and, and flourish in their family and honor their kids and themselves and get their joy back and feel more also in control too, right? Because we also want to have some, we, we need, our kids need us to be in control. They also need us to be in charge, but not in a dominant way where you do what I say or else. It's not that at all. Good clear it's, boundaries. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I got this. No matter what you do or say, I've got you. Oh. I can, I can take anything that you've got you, anything, anything, any big emotion, I got you, you know, that's huge. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love all of it. And thank you for sharing. And that's the thing for everybody listening. You do not have to be alone in the parent world at all. It, it can be hard. There are ebbs and flows. There are struggles. And you could just feel like your head's ready to fall off. And you know what? There's also somebody out there that feels like their head's going to fall off too. And you're just, you're not alone. And there are so many resources and people you can connect with and Facebook groups. Speaking of that, do you have a Facebook group? I do. It's called Moms Who Want to Yell Less. 
Uh, love it. Yeah, well, I'll link and, it in the show notes. I love the dads too. It's mostly moms that, that, that talk to you. Yeah, I have a beautiful group. There's about 12,000 people in the group. Um, and you can find me everywhere. Um, Robin McMahon is, is my full name and, uh, and, and, and it's parenting for connection, um, is, is my website. So, um, yeah. And, and also on Facebook, I'm everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, where else? Uh, I have my own podcast as well called parenting our future, which, ha- which is, um, is just a way to feel like you are not alone. You know, we talk about all of these things from, know anything from we talk about a lot of different things from you know peaceful discipline to um you know why is my kid doing that to even you know how to support your child if they're lgbtq and coming out or you know um even things that are more sensitive issues like how to teach your child the difference between good pictures and bad pictures and teaching them porn refusal like those are some really important topics that we need to also talk about right so um so i i mean i would be honored to, uh, if any of your listeners wanted to to listen to that podcast as well because they will get some help and support there too wonderful thank you so much for being here and sharing everything in your expertise it's been such a pleasure so thank you so much Robin. and yeah hope you guys all have a really lovely day and thank you for listening today thank you Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you love what you heard, please leave me a review and share this episode with someone you feel may benefit. For more inspiration, join the conversation with me on Instagram at planahead.co. There you will find a link in my bio to my free mindful and meal prep guide that'll kickstart your wellness journey today. Until next time, remember, even through your hardest days, we are all made of stardust.